0: It's time for my One, Two, Three Cents, the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell, yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash strideprowrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 434 of the My 123 Cents podcast. It is Ask My 123 Cents and got a few questions. Uh Hunter Woodworth wins the prize if there were one for a uh, number of the most questions asked this week and uh, I do appreciate that and I kind of decided late in the week that I was going to just do an Ask My 123 Cents just um I don't know been a lazy weekend, and I, I could have done more. Probably should have done more, uh, but I didn't. Uh, it was a lot of R and R uh, and just hanging out and, and doing whatever. So, um, this is episode four thirty four, and we'll get to the questions in just a moment or two. But I do want to take a minute uh, to send condolences to Arn Anderson and his family. His son uh, Barrett, who is his oldest son, uh, passed away over the weekend. Uh, Arn put a tweet out. Uh, through the um, Arn Show Twitter account, uh, explaining that the family lost their oldest son, Barrett, who was uh, 37 years old. And I uh, can't imagine the pain that he and his family and, and their friends and and fans are feeling right now. So our condolences to everyone who knew and loved uh, Barrett Lundy, who is, of course, our Lundy is, of course, Arn Anderson's real last name. But uh, again, unspeakable, unthinkable tragedy for the family, and our condolences, our thoughts, and prayers. And I know that becomes cliche uh, so so often, but really, as as fans, that's that's all we can offer. So um, again, if you are the praying type, uh, or just want to send positive vibes and positive energy. Uh, to Arn and his family's way, Uh, I'm sure they would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, No one wants to uh, deal with that kind of uh, event in their lives, uh, losing a child especially. So uh, our thoughts, again, are with the family at this time. I do want to switch gears and talk about Stride Pro Wrestling. I do know Friday night uh, there was a show in Gallatin County, and unfortunately I was not able to make it to that event Uh, We did have previous plans. My family did on Friday night and was not able to make it. But I know uh, from the pictures and the videos I saw through Tyler Heath Hatton and uh, through some of the other stride wrestlers that were there. It looks like uh, it was a good event. Uh, Lots of money raised. I think about $3,000 or just over $3,000 raised for the softball team there. So kudos to them. Congratulations on a successful fundraiser. And uh, very happy for them. And I I think this may have been Tyler's last hurrah, at least for now. And uh, speaking of Stride, April 8th, it's a Saturday. It's uh, the weekend of Easter. It's the Saturday before Easter. Stride returns to Carterville. It's been a couple of months since we've had a show in Carterville, but uh, we will be back there. Uh, bell time seven o'clock, and uh, we'll see. I I have not seen the card yet, so I could I can't promote it or tell you who's going to be wrestling yet. But we still got about a month or so, uh, and Chad and I will have been to WrestleMania between now and then as well. So we'll have the WrestleMania show that will drop that first Monday in April, April third. I'll probably be. Uh, And I won't be on the plane just yet as that show drops. I am flying in on Thursday and leaving then on Monday morning to fly back to Southern Illinois. But I am looking forward to WrestleMania and, uh, you know, we're going to go to see Wrestling Pro Wrestling as well. And I'm sure in the coming weeks we'll talk more about our itinerary and then run and wrap everything up once uh, the weekend is over. As we kind of joked about, but not really joked, but... Uh, We'll be sitting in the car in the parking lot for probably a long time. I remember after WrestleMania in Phoenix, which would have been 2010. It was before I had the podcast. But if I did have the podcast, that would have been a great time to record one. Because we sat, I remember sitting for a long time in the car there. and, And we had Chad's actual car. We drove to Phoenix from LA that year. Usually we either rent a car. Or we Uber, I know we Ubered when we were in uh, New York, I think we Ubered, and then uh, we also uh, walked, we walked a co- I feel like we walked or at least took the public transportation in Houston, I know for sure, but anyway, you know, we'll have time to record, I'm sure, after WrestleMania, uh, while sitting in the parking lot waiting to get back to his place. So, as I mentioned, its ask my is AskMy123Cents, and we got some questions, and we were speaking of WrestleMania, and, and Hunter had actually asked this. Hunter Woodworth, big-time stride pro wrestling fan, the stride super fan, if you will. Uh, he had asked this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I did not answer it when he first asked it, and that is, what are my thoughts on Omus versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? And uh, there's all kinds of rumor and, and innuendo and things going around about you know, Brock uh, opting to not face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, and, and whether that's true or not, I don't know, um, but I know Brock probably has right to refusal and, and can kind of work with whom he wants to work with, so I'm imagining if he turned down a chance to wrestle Bray Wyatt, he could have very easily turned down the chance to wrestle Omas as well, and um, you know, and as Kurt Angle said on his show, Brock is getting toward the end of his career while Omas has really kind of started with his. And so, you know, it makes sense to, you know, I'm not suggesting a full-fledged passing of the torch, but I think that if there's going to be a time to kind of make that transition or make a transition or start creating those future stars, how to better way to do that than on the biggest stage of them all. And I'm not suggesting, I haven't decided to make my pick that, you know, Brock is going to put over almost, but you know, you don't necessarily have to go over to get over as they say. So we'll have to wait and see, but I, you know, I, Chad and I joked or maybe not joked, but, uh, you know, that may be the time to go. To the restroom or the concession stand. Not sure what night it's happening or, or where on the card it's going to happen. And, you know, it was partly a joke, but also, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I can't imagine that match going very long for either one of them. I don't think Brock is known as a, a marathon wrestler by any means and Omas is still co- up and coming. So we'll give it time and we'll wait and see before we get too uh, critical or judgmental of it. Let's stick with Hunter's questions. I'm going to jump through some of these and come back to some of his other questions. But you said, you have said on multiple occasions that Sammy versus the Bloodline story is the best story WWE has done since Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. What are your thoughts on Sammy seemingly going after the tag belts? Also, do you think it would be a mistake if Sammy doesn't win the world belt from Roman? I'll answer that one first. Um... No, I don't think it's a mistake. And and Hunter's got a deeper question uh, a little further down here. Um, And I I guess I'll tie it all in because it is is all related here. Um, With it not looking like Sammy will win the world title, what are your thoughts on WWE's stubbornness to not change plans according to how the crowds react? For years, under Vince's reign, we have seen multiple people get over and not get used properly because it wasn't Vince's idea like Zack Ryder, for example. Personally, I had a bit more faith in Triple H to listen to the crowds, but it doesn't seem like he will. Um, You know, I I think this is still an instance of, you know, plan A or plan B, you're not going to go wrong. Um, And by that, I mean, Cody Rhodes, I think was the original plan all along. Uh, He unfortunately got injured and it would be interesting to see, as Chad and I discussed on a podcast a few weeks ago, it would be interesting to see if Cody would still have that, uh, you know, he's been there. It'll be almost a year once WrestleMania rolls around since he debuted at last year's WrestleMania, but for seven months of that, you know, he was on the shelf. And so how would the bloodline story have worked if Cody were still active in, in, in throughout 2022 and into, you know, 2023. Um, but I do think that the fans want to see Cody Rhodes. I do think the fans want to see Sami Zayn. I, I think the WWE was in a uh, both a good and a bad position with that because they couldn't go wrong, or they were going to go wrong and, and alienate a certain population of the audience. You know, I don't think... That everyone who makes it toward the top or to the top of the card needs to be or has to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, You know, that was certainly the case back in the day when, when we were growing up. I mean, how many guys did Hulk Hogan, for example, go through that guys that got over and climbed to the top of the card? Rowdy Roddy Piper, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, all of these guys had the skills and, you know, obviously they were heels, but they, they had that support, if you will, from the crowd, they were over, but they never became the champion. And, and I don't, and I think that we are in a mentality today that if you don't win the heavyweight title, if you don't win the big gold, um, you're less than, and I don't think that's, that should be the case. It's the, uh, and I blame my generation as far as the parenting side of things, where we gave kids trophies for everything. Every kid got a trophy no matter what. Uh, when I coached youth soccer, it was, uh, when are we getting our trophies? When are we getting our trophies? When are we getting our trophies? This is like during practice the first week. And so w- we have created a culture where everyone thinks that there's got to be that payoff, that gratification, that that tangible uh, recognition of of accomplishment. And I don't think that it has to be that way. Sami Zayn will go down as one of those greats that that probably and who's to say that in two or three years he doesn't win the gold. Um, but if he doesn't, I, I, I don't think that diminishes or makes him any less of a superstar than he is now. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think it's WWE stubbornness and I know you know i i don't want it to sound like i'm i'm uh you know being a wwe apologist but i do think that things happen for a reason and i also think that things happen behind the scenes that you know maybe some of the wrestlers will talk about some of the dirt sheet writers will talk about that wwe doesn't talk about and that is because you know maybe it's a personnel issue maybe it's something that they don't want to drag out into the public and talk about and that's their prerogative We don't always know both sides of the story, and I think a lot of times we as fans think WWE or, you know, in some cases AEW or back in the day WCW or TNA or whomever has fumbled this person's career or, you know, they screwed this guy up or they screwed this woman up um, as far as their character and, and, you know, they should have done this with them. And, you know, and as as from the fans' perspective, we don't know all of the the behind-the-scenes Things that are going on, the comings and goings, the, the the ebb and flow of the business. You know, you don't know exactly what's going on. And to make those judgments and to make those those calls to say that, that a company has screwed up someone's career, I think some of it, sometimes, probably more times than we want to admit, that's also coming down on the wrestler. And it should be. They should be held accountable for it as well. You know, maybe they have things going on that the company is not going to come out and publicly talk about and that the wrestler, the superstar themselves is not going to readily admit to. So, I think again, it's a double-edged sword. I do think there have been instances and cases where companies, WWE in particular, have screwed up with someone's creative, with someone's character, with someone's push, with someone's development. I don't think with Sami Zayn that is the case. And going back to Hunter's original question about you know, going for the tag team titles instead. He's still involved in a very big storyline, the biggest storyline going on right now on WWE television. And to be paired with the Usos in this storyline, the Usos, arguably, in my opinion, the best WWE tag team of the last probably 15 years, um, and definitely. Top three or four tag teams right now, anywhere, um, and I I think it would be hard to argue that they have had so much success. And I'm I'm not, you know, taking into account the personal side of things, the other things that are going on. But when you just look at them from a talent perspective and and a sports entertainment, a pro wrestling perspective, man, it is hard to come up with a better team. And so I don't think that that. You know, being involved in a tag team title match instead now um, diminishes Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, for that matter. And I think it 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 breathes another uh, breath of life and and fresh air into this angle. You know, we saw Sami face off against Roman, and then you thought he was, uh, you know, that Jay had his back and that they were going to be friends, and and there was speculation that it would be solo and and Jimmy against Jay and Sammy. Um and it doesn't look like it's going to be that way and and I think that there are still possibilities that we don't know about that may come out of and develop from this tag team situation. And and you know, if the rumors are true that Roman's going to take time off after WrestleMania if he loses to Cody, you know, you still have Sammy in that mix. So it'll be crucial to see what does happen with Sammy Zayn. Uh, I think he has proven, you know, kind of like how Daniel Bryan did back in the day, that he's not a flash in the pan, that he's not uh, just an internet darling, that the fans have really come to appreciate and respect and like this character. And so, you know, no matter what they decide to do with him, I think that it's it's, you know, at least... For the last i don't know eight or nine months however long and i don't know exactly when the the storyline started with the whole bloodline thing but it's been gold and i think that sammy uh, should be proud of that you know i know last year there was criticism for his match at wrestlemania against johnny knoxville but i think that was an example of taking that crap sandwich eating it, liking the taste of it, and asking for more, and, and excelling, and, and becoming that name that he's tried for, for so long to do, and so I, I think that, you know, you've got another bona fide superstar uh, in the making, and, and, you know, if Cody fails to win the title at WrestleMania and and Sammy comes back into the picture, that's always a possibility too. You never, we never really truly know, but I think that they're telling a good story with Cody as well, and and wanting that one piece of gold that that Dusty Rhodes never held, and I I, I think it it just all comes together very very nicely, and so again, I don't think it's it's bad on WWE. I don't think. I would like to think that Sami Zayn doesn't think that either, but i I don't know you know i i i couldn't answer it for him, but I do think that you know admittedly they have fumbled from time to time. I don't think this whole situation with Sami Zayn has been a fumble. I think it has been a blessing, and it's a we we have because yeah, there are times where yeah you you should change the course, you should steer and go in another direction. Um, but I don't think that this is necessarily that, that time, you know, cause then what are you going to say to the Cody fans who say, well, you just screwed Cody out of this. You know, we wanted Cody. We're not going to make everybody happy. So I think go with this plan. Let's get to WrestleMania. Let's see where we go from WrestleMania. And, and again, maybe we end up with a, a whole nother, uh, bloodline story that develops out of WrestleMania. And we'll just have to wait and see. Bud Galloway, who is the former Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits champion, says, Seriously, Kevin, can you beat David Lee Walker in a dog collar match? No, I don't even want to attempt that. Uh, We've seen uh, in Stride two dog collar matches, one Cash Borden and Jay Spade, and then one uh, David Lee Walker and Bud Galloway. Those things are brutal and they are intense. And, you know, back in the 80s when we saw it with Piper and, and Greg Valentine, not, not my cup of tea and, and CM Punk and and, and uh, MJF had an intense dog collar match as well. So I don't have any desire to wrestle in any kind of match like that. Um, I'll be 50 in less than a week. I, I, I Honestly, I don't think you will ever see me in the ring wrestling again. I, I think my last match happened with Heath Hatton last May. Um, and I'm cool with that. I, I am, am glad to have had the opportunities that I had. And I think it's time, you know, for others to get in there and have fun and, and do their thing. And so um, that's, that's my perspective on that. So I also used an app called NGL, and I've never used it before, but I used it to kind of generate some questions and <clears throat> I don't know if these were questions that were generated by people that were actually listening to this podcast or if it was uh, just one that was generated by the app itself. But it it asks an interesting question. Have you ever gotten into a fist fight? Um, You know, obviously. And it's funny that I answered that one after I answered the question about wrestling and, and, you know, I have been in the ring a handful of times, almost a dozen matches, I believe. I think it's 11, maybe 12 matches now. Um, And, you know, obviously never gotten hurt in there doing it, thankfully. Uh, But I will tell you when when Tyler and I were wrestling um, and I told him, I said, because he threw a punch at me and I didn't move and he got my jaw and it, it hurt uh, but have I ever been in a, a an actual fist fight? Not really. Um, I do remember in probably sixth or seventh grade, I was in junior high, uh, this kid kept mouthing off at me, and I was trying to ignore him. I think it was seventh grade because I had braces, and I turned around and walked away from him, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and he was shorter than me, and when I turned around, he... Popped me right in the mouth, and it cut my my mouth open. My braces, I think, you know, with the braces and whatnot, and my mouth was bleeding. And I remember, and he turned around and he went to run, and when he did, I grabbed him by the back of his shirt and yanked him down and had him down, so his back was like up against my legs, and I took my fist and balled it up and then kind of. Raised it up over my head and then came down across his chest, like kind of like how Seamus does with when someone's on the ropes. But you know he was leaning up against me, and I did that like twice. Obviously not with the force of Seamus, and then shoved him down. And of course we had to go to the principal's office. But that's probably the closest to a fight that I've ever actually been in. I'm not a a fighter, obviously. I know that's probably hard to believe, but uh, yeah, that's you know never been. My thing. You know, my brother and I, when we were little, would, would probably get into little scraps and stuff, but nothing where uh, like fists were thrown and, and there was an intent to hurt anyone um, by any means. So yeah, I uh, have felt like before that that people have wanted to maybe kick my ass in real life, but uh, nobody has ever gone all in and, and actually done it. So I'm thankful for that as well. And I've got uh, one more, I believe, one more question here. I'm going to pull it up real quick here. Um, Yes, so it is from Chad, who says, what is your WrestleMania cosplay going to be this year? Um, For those who don't know, Chad and I, for nine WrestleManias, we have gone in some sort of cosplay to the event. The first year... Uh, at WrestleMania 22, we were the spirit squad with our friend, Jeremy. Um, and actually some folks thought we were the actual spirit squad. And that's a story that I think I've told here before. So I won't bore you with those details again, but yes, we were walking around the target outside of, um, all state arena in Chicago. And some people thought we were, were the spirit squad, which is hilarious to me. Um, then in, uh, 2008, when we went to uh, Orlando for WrestleMania 24, we were Hornswoggle. We each dressed like Hornswoggle, which I think we both agree was probably our worst cosplay idea. And then for WrestleMania, let's see, that was 24. So WrestleMania 25, it was the 25-year anniversary of WrestleMania. We decided to do a throwback, and I was Hulk Hogan, and he was Rowdy Roddy Piper, At 26, we were Money Incorporated, which was probably one of my favorites. Uh, I was the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He was IRS. WrestleMania 27, we were, and now I'm drawing a blank. That would have been 2011. That was Atlanta. That was when we were at the Heenan family. I was Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was the Brooklyn Brawler and our friend, I'm sorry, he was, um, the red rooster and our friend chavis who went with us was the brooklyn brawler um so then at, that was 2011 2012 we were in miami and i was vince mcmahon and he was jesse the body ventura from those days of commentary on superstars which we went to wrestlecon in that gear and got pictures made with a lot of the different talent that were there and then we were also at access in that, in that gear as well. We were in, in the gear too, at WrestleCon and, and when we were the Heenan family and Terry Runnels, we caught her eye and she wanted a picture with us. So that was pretty cool as well. Uh, let's see. WrestleMania. That was 28, I think. Let's see. Then in 2013, we were in New York and that was when we went as Nikolai Volkov. Nope. Nope that was when we went as classy Freddie Blassie. I was classy Freddie Blassie and Chad was the grand wizard. So we did a tribute to legendary managers. Then it was WrestleMania 30 where I was Nikolai Volkov and he was the iron Sheik. That was a good year too. That was funny. Bob Backlund did a uh, picture with Chad and put him in the crossface chicken wing outside of the building. That was, that was pretty fun. Um, and then we went and, uh, WrestleMania 32, which was our last WrestleMania, uh, we just went, I had a Carrie Von Eric t-shirt and Zubaz pants and Chad had a Freebird t-shirt and Zubaz pants. Uh, this one was in Texas, of course. So we were, we... We're just kind of representing the Von Erichs and the Freebirds for that one. So, Chad, the answer is I don't know. I, I've joked and said we're going to be the double Doinks since it'll be the 30-year anniversary of that WrestleMania. But I don't know what we're going to do this year. And it's two nights. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping, maybe one night we go and cosplay and one night we just go as fans. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but what do you guys think? I, what Listeners, What what would you like to see? Chad and I go as, and you know, people have said before like demolition, or you know, I don't want to do anything that involves a lot of, you know, that's why I joked about the doinks. Um, because I want to be comfortable, especially if you're sitting there all day, and especially in California in April, I don't know how warm it's going to be, but uh, we have some ideas, but I don't think we've pinned anything down just yet. So, uh, would like your input as well. What do you think Chad and I should dress as? Uh, for WrestleMania cosplay this year? Let me know. Uh, send a message and 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 shout it out to me. also want to remind you about checking out prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. There's Collar and Elbow brand that has uh, the promo code my123cents and Thigh Huggers that has the promo code my123cents as well. All great ways to support this show, uh, Friends, I thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. If you asked a question, which a handful of you did, I appreciate it. I would also appreciate if you would go and leave a review. Just head over to whatever podcasting app you're listening on and leave a review and let me know that you did it and I will send you something. Um, it's that simple. I just am curious to get feedback. Uh, this podcast is, gosh, eight and a half years old and uh, I think I've gotten five reviews on it so far. So uh, I would love to get more interaction and more engagement uh, with the audience and uh, those who do listen. So again, thank you. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.